Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'd want to be pretty buzzed to, to start Matt Ryan, but I have to tell you, there have been times, Jay Croucher, in my life, <laughs> when I have made decisions pretty hammered. <laughs> Pretty hammered. There are worse decisions you can make. And I have, and 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 not all of them I've regretted. Just imagine you got drunk, and then the next morning you wake up next to me. Yeah. Like that's 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 a bad night. Oh, that's a bad night, Jay Croucher. Yeah. For you. For me personally, that would be a very strange evening. It'll be yeah. A very strange evening. We say some strange. Well, uh, listen, the, the I will say this: the NBC Sports Holiday Party is tonight. <laughs> yeah. So a boy Maybe, can drink. Well, you know, you never know. <laughs> Night's young, drink. Jay Croucher. Yeah. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. A good time was had by all at the NBC Sports Holiday Party, and I'll just say this, Jay Croucher, I don't want to say what happened or not happened, but you snore. (laughs) Just going to leave it right there. It is noon on a Friday on Peacock, but it is 5 o'clock somewhere. He, of course, is Jay Croucher. I am Matthew Berry. Welcome into the happy hour. Uh, You know, like, here's here's a positive. Yeah. Here's a here's a positive of the of the as far as I know from last night's NBC Sports Holiday Party and everyone was there and it was free booze on the company mm. and you never know when you get a lot of people and free booze stuff can happen but as far as I'm aware of no one has been fired no there were no, there were no HR violations no one's been written <laughs> up um, there were no, no nothing yet no nothing yet although it is worth noting today is producer Brian Rubin's last day. So I don't. You put together the. I'm just. I, two, there, I'm just. We had the. We had the holiday party last night, and after today, producer Brian Rubin leaves us. Yes, his final. You day. do the math. Yeah, we will miss you, Brian. We don't know why you're leaving exactly, and whether it was related to anything that happened last know. night. But you will be missed. You will be missed by at least some of the people on this show. There's yep. no question about it. Should we talk about Thursday night football? No, no, I'm trying to avoid it as much as possible. So annoying. Kills you, right? Ken Walker, George Ugh. Kittle, you're weighing that up all show yesterday, right, so, post show. Right. So, so I'm in a playoff game, uh, and it's it's all my college buddies. I've been in this league for over 30 years, and it's me and my college roommate, who uh, who's still one of my best friends. Shout out to Chris Lindsay, wherever you are, Chris. And so Chris and I co-own this team, and we've literally owned it for, you know, three decades. Chris lives in L.A., and I live here, and it's one of the ways we keep in touch is, you know, by texting and talking about our team every week. And we had a decision. It's a keeper league. It's a deep league. It's, you know, it's basically a dynasty league. You keep 18 players every year, you know, so it's a pretty deep league. So we had, we had a decision to make. We had basically, it boiled down to Ken Walker or George Kittle for <laughs> our flex. Yeah. Because we have Kelsey as our tight end. Aaron Jones is our RB1. We have Latavius Murray. So, in essence, we could have played 
Jones, Jones, Murray, and Walker, mm. or Jones, Murray, and then Kittle yeah. as the tight end. And I went back and forth all night. I went back and <laughs> forth all night. I went back and forth. And, you know, I looked at it and I thought, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that from weeks 11 to 14, George Kittle was tight end 27 in a points-per-game basis. In the Brock Purdy era, yeah. he wasn't even a top 25 tight end on a points-per-game basis. He had had under 30 receiving yards in three straight games. He would under, had under 50 receiving yards in eight of 12 games this year. Meanwhile, Ken Walker, off the injury report, I'm like, which guy is most likely to get 15 touches, right? And that ends up happening. Ken Walker got 16 touches yeah. on Thursday night. George Kittle literally only had four receptions. <laughs> yeah. So you know what I did? You know what I did, Jay Crouch? You started you know Ken I Walker. I started Ken Walker. Yeah. We- you guys, you dummies out there have tuned into a show <laughs> uh, starring a guy that started Ken Walker over George Kittle. So I don't know who's dumber, me or you guys, because I – what the hell? Hey, Panthers, I, you know what, like, could you – oh, not Panthers, sorry. They suck so bad, I, I – no, they're the Seahawks. I'm all fired up. It was the Seahawks. Yeah, and you remember they used to be the Legion of Doom? Yeah. You remember that? Legion no, they're, they're, the, they're yeah. the Legion of Suck is what they are. Legion of Boom, Legion of Doom, whatever they are. Oh, right, the Legion of Doom is the old superhero thing. Yeah. Le- they used to be the Legion of Boom, and now the Legion of Suck. Hey, let me, let me give it – I'm going to give you a quick example. Right, this, is, this is what it is. Pretend you're George Kittle, yeah. and you don't have to even have to move. Here. I'm a Seattle Seahawk trying to tackle you. Oh, oh, just, wow. oh, just here, just move slightly, move slightly for me. Oh, oh, but damn! Oh, that move totally screwed me up. I didn't know. I, I it was awful. We made guys miss. Like, didn't I mean, wide we, open. We literally cover a guy. Me and you talked about this after the show, the Ken Walker, George Kittle thing, for a good like 25 minutes after the show. Yeah. And watch this. Watch how wide open he is. I, I could have hit this. And then he just runs and look at them like they're kind trying to play two hand touch. You're seeing it on the screen. And then here's the this. other touchdown. This is the here, one. Brock Purdy just got a million things. Boom. He how catches our right, 25 yard that's out. A, that's What's going be... on, number six? Oh, good lord. Go 57. Go, bu- go down. Oh, Tackle man. a guy by his knees. Or it's like, what the, what the hell is that? Oh, like, that's. By the way, that wouldn't. If you saw the one slap, if, you, if you're watching this, go watch the plays. Like, 57 just slaps him across the chest, like, a little bit. Like, even if you were playing flag football, he wouldn't have been down. Yeah. Like, literally, like, by the – like, I never played football, and even I know. It's all in the hips. Watch the hips go down low. Make a tackle, you guys. Matthew for the love of God. it's all and, in the hips. By the way, it gets worse because I'm in a 16-team league as well. I'm the three-seed in the 16-team league, right? Yeah. It's actually it's a cool league. It's League ID 1 over at ESPN.com. It's oh, the wow. very first league ever created over at ESPN. And so I'm with a bunch of, um, bunch of my friends from ESPN. It's a 16-team league. It's a hardcore league, right? And I'm the three-seed. I went 11-3. and three, <laughs> And I, I'm 11-3. and three. I'm so good in this league. But, you know, and I'm playing against a six-seed. He's yeah. terrible. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> But you know what he you know what he did last night? What did he do? He started George Kittle. Yeah. Oh, I'm down 25 <laughs> points. I'm down 25 worse. points. <laughs> you had a good game, George. Because of George Kittle. Yeah. Tied in 27 yeah. in the Brock Purdy era until last night when the Legion of Suck literally <laughs> could not tackle him. It was worse. I'm annoyed. That's, I don't know if you can tell. I've tried to keep it under wraps. <laughs> yeah. That first touchdown, two things I thought as I saw it was I was watching it live. Two things. One, my first thought was amazing play call. Kyle Shanahan, genius. Second thought. Matthew's going to be so pissed tomorrow. It's going to be great. We, um, we had the holiday party last night, right? The NBC yeah. Sports holiday party. And, um, and so we had it at Bobby V's right yeah. here in Stanford, Connecticut. Shout out to Bobby V's. Um, uh, they did a great job hosting us. And so the, the screen's up on the big screen. 
And so it's the holiday party, right? And so, you know, it's like you're meeting your colleagues. And I've yeah. only been here like four months. So I'm, I'm meeting a lot of the people for the first time. And they're coming up and, and being very nice. And I'm, I'm with the crew here uh, at the show. And everyone else is in a festive mood. They're all happy holidays. <laughs> so great to see you. All the, the party's back because it, it had been off, obviously, because due, due to COVID and everything like that. And here's me. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you effing kidding me? Like, I'm like the least festive guy at this party because I am screaming at the screen like a madman, like an animal. Like just, you know, like the like an antisocial a-hole. You know what I mean? Like, because stupid George Kittle can't be tackled by the Legion of Suck. Uh, like, I just. It's good. Good. You I know what, Seattle? Good. Serves you right. I hope you don't make the playoffs. Serves you right. Serves Thanks, you right. right. All right. Let's talk about Christian McCaffrey. Let's talk about happier things. Christian McCaffrey. He's good. Ton of volume. He's yeah, good. He's, pretty, he's pretty good. He's good. Uh, I think I took up a lot of time with that rant. We should just move on. Christian McCaffrey's good. He's good. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Not so good last night. One of the sufferers uh, of Brock Purdy. Yeah, I mean, listen, if there's a positive here, he ran the most routes, played the most snaps of any San Francisco 49er. The fact is, is it was a low-scoring game. It's a Thursday night game. Three weeks. I think they wanted to keep it simple for Brock Purdy. I'm not super worried about – I mean, again, Kittle just had this, you know, crazy game. Like, only – by the way, it was only four receptions. Yeah. He just ran two of them in for touchdowns. Yeah, well, like, he just yards. didn't get – right. I mean, like – well, exactly, because they didn't tackle. Like, it should – that he should have had, like – 50 yes, less yards. Yes. Like, if Seattle <laughs> practiced tackling at all. They didn't. I, I don't care about that. It's awful. Um, but, but the fact is, is that in now in back-to-back games, Brock Purdy is thrown under 30 passes. And I think that's what they want to do. Like, and by the way, that's what they should do. It's like, hey, we're going to play good defense. We're going to control the clock. We're not going to ask Purdy to try to win the games for us. We're going to have a really good running game. We're going to use McCaffrey in a, a variety of creative ways here. And so the volume necessarily isn't going to be there. I do think better days are ahead. For Brandon Ayuk, right? Remember they, but I will say, like they play the Commanders next week, and we'll see what happens with Washington on Sunday night. But my expectation is, again, that's probably a low-scoring game. That's the best defense that the Niners will face the rest of the season is the Commanders. Yep, hundred percent. And Brock Purdy, like he's fine. He makes the open throws. He's competent. He doesn't make that many mistakes. He's also he's not great. Like he's not amazing. He threw a pick to Quandre Diggs that Diggs really should have caught. But he is good enough to give some of these guys value. Let's talk about the Seattle offense, and that's what he is. Like he's he's like he is much more of a floor quarterback. Yep then he is an upside quarterback. So it just sort of depends on the size of your league and what you need. But, like, again, like, he's averaging 17.5 fantasy points over his last three, which is basically kind of Daniel Jones. Yep. By the way, Daniel jo- all Daniel Jones jokes aside, Daniel Jones is the 12th best quarterback in fantasy yep. on the season. Yep. So, I mean, like, and he's averaging 17.1 fantasy points per game. So that's what Brock Purdy is. Like, he's a high-end QB, two. He's more of a floor play. But he's going to basically put up Garoppolo-type numbers. And you don't love him against the Commanders next week, but then at Las Vegas, and if you play in Week 18, home to Arizona. Very so nice. you do like those matchups. Yep. Let's talk about Seattle. Let's talk about Ken Walker, who gave a lot of people in America last night and across the world a lot of heartache with decisions that they had to make, including the man on my left. I apologize to America. I just, I like, because I feel like had I gone with Kittle, yeah. Had I gone with Kittle, what Ken would have Walker, happened? Ken Walker would have had 170 yards and yeah. a touchdown, and Kittle would have done nothing. Yep. It is only because that I should have, I, if I told everyone, hey, you know what, I'm starting Kittle and I'm, I'm starting Walker and I benched Kittle, then they would have known, oh, I can, I'm all in on Kittle tonight. They yep. would have known. Yeah, well, the thing is with Ken Walker, yes, he wasn't George Kittle, but relative to other running backs who have gone against San Francisco, 
He was actually fine, and he right. saved his night somewhat with that 33-yard reception at the end, where it looked like for a second he was going to get in the end zone. But if you look at the top RB performances against the 49ers, ironically, Christian McCaffrey had the best game of anyone. Right, when he was playing for the Panthers against the Niners. But yeah, Kenneth Walker, as you see there on your screen, had the fifth-best fantasy performance against the Niners this year, which both speaks to how good the Niners' defense has been this year, and also, you know, listen... 11.9 fantasy points. It, it wasn't great, but like what it we talked about. doesn't kill you. That's what we said. We talked about this on the show uh, yesterday, which is what we said. is like We didn't love Ken Walker, we just said, but I think volume gets him to a usable performance. And that's what ended up happening, right? If you're looking for positives out of the Ken Walker performance last night, 16 touches, including four receptions. Like they used him in the passing game here. And to the eye, like he looked healthy. He looked 100%. He looked 100%. He had so much burst on that last right, round. Right, 100%. And so, um, you know, next week against, uh, next week plays Kansas City. You like that matchup. They're a bottom 10 run defense. Home to the Jets, you don't love that. Yeah. But then at the uh, home to the Rams. So anyway, Ken Walker, I think, again, wasn't great. But like that's about as good as you could have hoped for against the 49ers is the usable at 11.9 fantasy points. My guess is he's borderline top 20 this week yep. is about what he will be in PPR scoring. Worth noting, this is just a random thing. You'll never guess who the most running back with the most rushing yards. This is a bar bet. You want to win a bar bet. Who's the running back that's had the most rushing yards against the Niners this year? It's uh, I actually, I think I know. You know this because you were yeah. on the, you yeah. on the pre-show Caleb call. Huntley, right? Caleb Huntley? C- Caleb Huntley yeah. of the, of the yeah. Falcons had 59 rushing yards against them in week six. So, um... Shout out to Caleb Huntley. Oh, yeah. Well done, Caleb Huntley. Let's talk about the wide receivers on Seattle. Bad news for Tyler Lockett. Broken right index finger. He's going to be out a couple of weeks. Might miss week 18 as well. But for most fantasy leagues, that's him done. Marquise Goodwin, no Fant. Any interest in those guys? Yeah, I mean, I suppose so. Is like We'll talk about them next week when we get to the waivers, I suppose potentially because it is an offense that scores and again they play Kansas City next week yep. uh, which is a team that struggles you know gives up the I think top five in terms of most fantasy points allowed to wide receivers and teams do have to throw quite a bit against the Chiefs all that said are you really picking up Marquise Goodwin and starting him in week 16 into in a league semifinal right or a league you know or a league final depending on you know how shallow your your playoff pool is so uh I don't mind picking him up and sort of seeing what happens in that Week 16 game against the against the Chiefs, um, but I'd be pretty desperate to have to start him in a playoff game. It does you do feel good about DK Metcalf though because you expect just you know the entirety of the target tree to get to him. No offense, yeah, it becomes a little bit more interesting just because tight end is such a uh, such a dead position. But we've seen enough Will Disley this year that you sort of feel like, am I really you know on a low volume passing attack? Am I really you know? Yeah. He's on the right side of that platoon, but it's still a platoon. Yep. You know, he plays, Disley plays more snaps than I think people are, are aware of. And so, um, yeah, I mean, interested sort of, but not like, not, not rushing, really. not no. rushing to, uh, not rushing to the waiver wire to grab him. We'll talk about that next week. Worth noting real quickly about, uh, you know, Geno Smith. Bails you out with a late touchdown as well. But, you know, listen, got you some, uh, you know, had the one 18-yard rush. Yep. That helps a little bit as well. He's, you know, now had at least 230 passing yards in six straight. I do think, again, days are better for him for in the upcoming schedule against uh, against the Chiefs as well. Yep. 15.3 fantasy points again. Against the Niners. No, it's eh. fine. Didn't kill you. Yep. He- Didn't kill you. Not great. You would have hoped for a little bit more. He's gotten incredibly lucky with interceptions. The Bosa one where he gets called back because of the very suspect roughing the passer call. That, that should have been an interception. That was, that he had another brutal. one that as was well a terrible over the, the middle. What he, an awful call that was. 
JC Horn dropped one last week. He's getting very lucky with that. That's going to come the other way. But against the Chiefs, it's not going to matter. He should be. He'll be a top ten quarterback next week. Still a favorite for you for comeback player of the year? He's still the favorite, but Jared Goff is coming. People talking about McCaffrey. McCaffrey doesn't have a great comeback story, I don't think. Jared Goff is the story. Where if they run the slate and get into the playoffs, I think Jared Goff wins. Uh, I agree with you. I mean, I think it all depends on what happens uh, this week uh, between the uh, Lions and the Jets, which is a perfect segue to our Roto-World headlines, Jay Croucher. Look at you, Matthew Barry. Look at me. Let's talk about that game. Let's talk about Zach Wilson again. Mike White not cleared yeah. medically to play, so it's the Zach Wilson show. Hi, hi moms, moms in New Jersey. And rejoice. Rejoice. Yeah, figure out something else to do this weekend, moms, <laughs> yeah. because uh, Zach Wilson is starting for your New York fighting Jets. Robert Sala says this will be a great opportunity for Zach, and we'll talk about fantasy in one second. I just want to take one quick moment to say I agree with him. This is an amazing opportunity, and obviously the Jets didn't draw it up this way. But if ever there was an opportunity to salvage Zach Wilson, a guy, again, that they spent the second overall pick in the NFL draft on, if there was a chance to do it, it's this week, right? Because now he can come in as the savior. We expected Mike White to start. Mike White not medically cleared to play. Zach Wilson gets the start at home against Detroit. A playoff berth is on the line in essence, basically. The winner of this game really keeps their playoff hopes alive. The loser of this game, really tough to see a path for them to make the playoffs. So both the Lions and the Jets really need this win. And it's a great matchup, obviously, given the struggles of the Lions' defense. So if Zach Wilson comes in, and this is a guy who went 5-2 and two as a starter. Yep. I mean, people forget that about Zach Wilson. So if he comes in and beats the Lions, and by the way, plays well, or at least even decently, then I think maybe, you know... At least I think there's a chance that you could see him as the starting quarterback of the Jets next year. His Jets career, I think, is salvaged. Yep. Particularly because the two weeks after this as well. Jacksonville right. at home, that's a good matchup. Yep. And then Seattle, which is a great matchup as well. That's on the road. But it could be the Zach Wilson show. Hopefully Mike White gets better It will soon, be really though. interesting to see what happens. If he plays well. If he plays well. And then what do they do mm. against Jacksonville in week 16? On a short But that's week. why Robert – yeah, and that's the Thursday night game. Uh, but that's why Robert Sala gets paid what he gets paid. It is worth noting here. I think this is important. So what do you do with the Jets player? You're not starting Zach Wilson. No. There's three fantasy impacts for this game. Tell me what you, if you agree with these. Number one is like, so all of a sudden, Mike White, who was like my favorite streamer this week, if, you were, if you're suddenly scrambling because you lost Kyler Murray or you, know, you didn't love whoever, you didn't want to play Geno Smith against, the, against the, Seah- uh, the Niners, whatever it is. So I do think all of a sudden you've lost a streamer. Zach Wilson, to me, comes in at my QB 16. So I, he's like a mid-tier yep. QB 2 and what I'm nervous about, mm. to be clear. So there's that. But, uh, and I also think Elijah Moore, who I think was shi- you know, shaping up to be kind of a, a sneaky wide receiver three this week if Mike White was playing against Detroit, uh, I think you can't trust Elijah Moore, right? Yep. Right? So for me, I think the two people you're starting, you're talking Bam Knight. The touches should still be there with Bam Knight, as we've talked about. 17 touches each of those last three games. Remember, in the games in which Zach Wilson started, Jets averaged over 27 rushing attempts a game. Like, they tried to hide yeah. Zach Wilson, and I think they want to do that again. So I think they'll be very run-heavy against Detroit, even though Detroit has been better against the run recently. And then Garrett Wilson. Look, Garrett Wilson was sort of up and down with Zach Wilson under center, but he did have two different games where he had 17 or more fantasy points with Zach Wilson as his quarterback. You lower, you know, I think I had Garrett Wilson at 12. Um, I moved him down to 15 in my ranks. Still a mid-tier wide receiver too, but I'm still 
starting Garrett Wilson. Don't get cute. doesn't matter who quarterback is. Garrett Wilson's too good. This matchup is too good. You're starting Garrett Wilson. Yep. A lot of Zach Wilson's really bad games as well came against, like, the Patriots and the Bills defenses. Right. Those are much better defenses. There was weather involved in some of those games as well. So I think that against the Lions defense, he should be decent enough where Garrett Wilson can provide value. Probably not wide receiver one value, but good no. enough that you're starting him comfortably. Right. Let's talk about Tyler Huntley. Okay. Can Mark Andrews... Can he uh, get on back on track? Because Tyler Huntley, he's going to play cleared from the concussion protocol. He had an amazing rapport with Mark Andrews and the last season, but Mark Andrews has just been anonymous for a long time now. He has been, but you know who else has been anonymous for a long time? George Kittle! <laughs> and he went off! Back with a vengeance. So, yes, it has been a tough run here for Mark Andrews and his managers, as well as you see it there on your screen. Uh, under 12.5 fantasy points in four straight. He's had single digit each of the last two games, but... He's my tight end two this week. He's still Mark Andrews. He's still the uh, the focal point of that passing attack. He's playing the Browns. They're on the road at Cleveland. I just I can't imagine benching Mark Andrews again. A, a tight end is so brutal. Like I mean, for all the for all my bitching about George Kittle, I still had him ranked as a top five tight end coming into this week because because he's George Kittle and it was a good matchup against Seattle. And so I hear you. I get it. I understand the numbers. It has not looked pretty. I'm still, for me, I'm still starting. I think Tyler Huntley will play better in this game. He's been cleared from the concussion protocol. He's going to start this game for Baltimore. He had a lot of success with Huntley last year. I'm starting Mark Andrews. If I, if I lose with Mark Andrews, I lose with Mark Andrews. But it is what it is. He's, he's one of the best in the NFL. Yep, you've got to go down with that ship. Don't get cute. All right, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd uh, with their respective injuries. Hamstring for Higgins, finger for Boyd. They participated second straight practice yesterday. I guess you just have to trust these guys, particularly Higgins. If Higgins is active, you just have to play it. I think so. Last week was so weird. Yeah, it's super weird. Anymore. It was super weird about, like, he got off the injury report, and then, uh, but they, they knew he wasn't good to go, and, they and then I guess Higgins ran onto the field. They didn't even know he was going to do that. He played the one. It, whole thing is super, super weird. And, you know, anyway, I, I'm going to get myself in trouble if I talk further. I'll just say this. I agree with you that it was – Super frustrating and weird and, you know, given all the, all the complexities around legal sports betting that now happen and the integrity of the game, it's just very questionable, right, that the guy got off the injury report and then all, anyway, um, but they knew he was injured. So anyway, some questions that should be asked of Zach Taylor, I think, and the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, given that, but uh, that's not my job. My job is to talk about fantasy, and I will say that, yes, I agree with you, if T. Higgins is active. I'm starting T. Higgins. He's currently my wide receiver 16 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A secondary, by the way, that has looked very susceptible recently. They've made some bad plays. I feel a lot better about T. Higgins after watching last night's game because sure. Seattle's defense is not good at all. And San Francisco basically on offense scored pretty much 14 points because they got the turnover, which took it down to the one-yard line, not really crediting them with that. So the fact that Seattle was largely able to contain a San Francisco offense that did whatever they wanted against Tampa Bay, sure. that Tampa Bay defense is not very good at the moment. They're banged up. They've got no pass rush at all since Shaquille Barrett went down with the season-ending injury. So I think it's going to be a monster game for the Bengals' pass catchers. For the last five full games that T. Higgins has played, either has 100 yards or a touchdown. Again, Joe Burrow's playing as good as any quarterback in the NFL right now. Yep. You're starting T. Higgins. Yep. Although, Tyler Boyd, I don't care. No yeah. interest. Yeah. Bengals, their team total in that game is 23 and a half. I think they'll get to 24 points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's we talk like about the over there. Yep. Let's talk about Dallas Goddard. He said that things are trending in the right direction to play in Week 15 against the Bears. You trusting him if he's active? Yeah, again. 
A, he's a tight end. Yeah. B, by the way, this guy was really good before he went down. 60 yards in four of the last six games. 60 or more yards, I should say, in four of the last six games he played. Back-to-back touchdown games before he went out. They're playing the Bears this week. Jalen Hurts, MVP favorite, my yeah. fantasy ride or die, making one. me look smart. Mm. You know, that's what I had to think about last night. I'm like, you know, as I'm watching George Kittle just <laughs> yeah. literally, you know, prance, prance through the, the Seattle secondary. The blanket of Jalen Hurts to keep me warm. Exactly. Yeah. Just I, I wrap myself in, in his warm, fuzzy fantasy points. I, um, uh, so, yeah, Dallas Goddard, I think, is a top six play at tight end, assuming he is active. Looks like he's on the way to go. It's interesting, though in terms of what you do with Devontae Smith, right? In weeks 1 through 10, when Dallas Goddard was active, he was just wide receiver 32 on a points-per-game basis, right? He was averaging just under 7 targets a game, under 60 yards per game as well. Now, he's come into his own. He had the bad week 1, and then we, we did see it was more inconsistent, I should say. But I just I think he goes from a no-brainer, you're absolutely starting him, to a slightly more risky, high-upside Low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three this week. I'm, I'm likely still starting Devontae Smith, but it depends on what the other options are. You know, I, I would want to be like, okay, you know. He's probably it's, getting. It's, it's, it's like, it's no longer a no-brainer. No. It's still likely, but it's, it's still a slight question mark as to what, depending on your other options because of, um, because of Dallas Goddard being there. As you see on your screen, in the last four games with Dallas Goddard out, Smith is, uh, you know, averaging, you know, five for 73 uh, a game. He's averaging over 15 fantasy points per game. He's getting eight targets a game. Like, Devontae Smith's been great with Goddard out. Yeah, my concern with Devontae Smith would be that the Eagles are nine-point favorites in this game. They've got a gigantic clash against Dallas the next week on a Saturday. Right. I think, and they are a team as well. You know, they, they don't go all out running up the score through the passing game in the second halves of games. They just they run the ball. Jalen Hurts might not have seven pass attempts in the second half, so that could hurt Devontae Smith, but you're still probably going to have to start him. Unless you've got, like, Bam Knight as an alternative and a flex. Yeah, like I, I, think that, I think that's right. So, like I said, I think prior to the Goddard coming back news, I would have said, you're starting Smith no matter what. And now I think it's like, all right, see who else you have in your lineup. You're probably still – he's still – Smith is probably still your best option, but I think you might want to just look and consider it to your point – uh, Bears are a bottom five run defense over the last month. Like, again, in a game in which they're nine-point favorites, you expect them to be able to run significantly. Miles Sanders made my love list this, re- this yep. week for a reason. Yep. All right, let's talk about Damian Harris. He was limited again in Thursday's practice yeah. with his thigh injury. Any confidence in starting him against a pretty porous Raiders defense after he's missed the last two games? Yeah, I, it really depends on Ramondre Stevenson now. So we're, we're shooting this Wednesday, uh, Friday at, at whatever it's now, uh, 1225. Um, Long first block. Uh, anyway, so uh, we're shooting this at 1225 on a Friday, and so I haven't seen any reports on Ramondre Stevenson if he's practiced at all today. We'll find out. The game's in Las Vegas, so we'll see if he's on the trip, if he makes the trip. Assuming Ramondre Stevenson is not playing in this game, then yes, I feel a lot more confident about Damian Harris in a game in which, uh, believe it or not, the, the Patriots are actually now slight underdogs. It's, it's, bas- it's gone from them favored to now they're underdogs, point and a half, whatever. But it's, it's basically a pick em. Vegas has not been great um, overall. Like, I think you can run on Las Vegas. I certainly think that's what they're going to want to do against the Raiders overall. Uh, You feel better about um, the pass-catching running backs because they've actually – they're top five in the NFL in terms of most receiving yards and most catches allowed running backs, uh, the Raiders are. Um, But who's most likely to score a touchdown in this game? It's Damian Harris, if Ramondre Stevenson's out. So, uh, assuming he's out, Harris would be high 30s for me. You know, again, a touchdown-dependent flex for me. Yep. Not a must-start, 
because no. he's not going to have any passing game usage. That'll be Pierre Strong if uh, Ramondre Stevenson is out. Yep, Harris still going to be your best option in that backfield if Ramondre misses, though. All right, we're going to yeah, go to... No passing. It doesn't really get involved in the passing game here. No. do think he gets in the end zone. I'd like him for an anytime touchdown here. Yep. But, I, yeah, I mean, again, a touchdown dependent flex is what Damian Harris would be yep. if Ramondre was out. All right, we're going to break. When we come back, it's Flex Friday. We'll tackle start-sit questions. Oh, tackle. Unlike Seattle. <laughs> My cat, Rachel, is the silliest cat I know. One time, she played inside a paper bag for three hours. What a mystery. But I'm glad her health isn't. Thanks to the color-changing litter from Fresh Step Crystal's health monitoring litter. This premium color-changing litter has pH-activated crystals that can help me detect potential illness early. That makes it easy for me to stay on top of her health and well-being. I may not understand all of Rachel's silly quirks, but I can keep up with the important things. Find Fresh Step Crystal's health monitoring litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Download the RotoWorld app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster and get the latest injury updates, player news, plus much more delivered right to your phone. Matthew, available in the App Store today. It is Flex Friday. Let's get into some guys on the border. Start sit. Let's start with Michael Pittman. Now, the Colts didn't play last week because they had a bye. The week before that, Michael Pittman, you might have forgot that he played because he did nothing against Dallas in prime time. But he's starting him in a pretty favorable matchup against the Vikings. I am. I actually think Matt Ryan is going to be usable, competent. Yes. I mean, I don't want to shower him with praise. But <laughs> I do think he, will be, I think he will be not awful in this particular game as, uh, as Jeff Sunday gets his Colts ready uh, for uh, the Vikings. It's worth noting, as we've talked about, Minnesota allows the most catches, the most yards to opposing wide receivers this year. And so Michael Pittman, who obviously is the focal point of that passing offense, I think he has success here. I'm at wide receiver 21, so borderline, uh, you know, top 20 wide receiver for me. Yeah, I'm in on Michael Pittman. I, I get it. I get the concern, like under 60 receiving yards in five of the last seven. But I do think, given the the nature of, uh, of the Vikings, who've really missed Harrison Smith in that secondary, I... Um, and we'll see if he plays uh, this, this weekend. At the moment, it's not looking that way, but we'll see. Um, I just, uh, yeah, give me Michael Pittman. I think he's too good, and the volume will be there. The past day for the Vikings just hasn't been there all year. It's not going to get better. they got a few star players there, but it's just not a good past defense. I think you just got to start all of your wide receiver ones yep. against it, even if it's maybe not Nico Collins, but just about <laughs> everyone else. Yeah. Is... What do you think of Matt Ryan? Is he viable as a streamer, particularly given that we've lost one of the key streamers in Mike White? Yeah, I mean, like, um, uh, oh, by the way, just I'm looking this up. So uh, 
there is a uh, there is a chance that Harrison Smith will return this week. So okay. just so you know. But whatever, I'm still starting Michael Pittman. Yep. Just want to clean that up. Um, uh, yeah, I do think, I, again, like they've given up over 300 passing yards, I think, in five straight the Vic- Vikings have. I mean, you know, Goff had a monster game against them. So, yeah, look, he's a low-end QB, two. He's Matt Ryan, let's be clear. But, yes, if you are truly desperate, do I think he is a viable streamer in a deep league? I do. Yep. Okay, let's talk about I mean, I prefer... I pref- there are others I prefer. Always check out my rankings uh, up to date on uh, rotorworld.com, NBCSportsEdge.com, 100% free. I'm a company man. But I will say, yeah, Matt Ryan made the others receiving votes part of my column this week in Love Hate. Good for yeah, you, yeah, Sean. So Matt Ryan, some love. The former he's QB 19, the former MVP he's, of the so NFL. Why, so he's Q- on the one hand, he's QB 19, yeah. right? Which is like okay. I mean, he's like barely a top 20 play for me. On the other hand, I think QB 19 is the highest I've had him like in a long time. So. You know, again, it just sort of depends on what other options you have, how deep the league you are. But, right, I do think he's a viable 2QB league starter yep. this week. Let's hear from our good friend Denny Carter oh, on yeah. Matt Ryan. Yeah. Robo Jason, Robe Denny Boy. Carter. How is Robo Boy? We can't a, po- a potential snowstorm with maybe the league having figured out how to stop that middle-of-the-field stuff that the Dolphins were doing so so well. I mean, that it just, it just seems like a confluence of really – disturbing events for Tua. Like, yeah. I'm actually considering, I mean, I hope you don't cut my mic and I hope I keep my job, but uh, if I had Tua, I would consider starting Matt Ryan. Oh, God. I thought okay. you were saying no, Mike White Mike. or something. I was going to say Mike White, too. I thought Mike White was the God. It's a good environment. No, no, that's, no, no that's environment with Matt Ryan in it is yeah. good. That's part of the factor of the environment is who's in it. It's like, that oh, it's a great party. It's at a great venue, but only clowns are showing up. It's just evil clown people. I just oh, needed, I needed one great. of you. I needed one of you to just arch an eyebrow. Hmm. I, I think we all thought maybe he's going to say Mike White. You know, maybe he'll say Brock Purdy. No, I wouldn't know. I'm not saying Brock, Brock Purdy. Purdy. You might have got me, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe but Tyler Huntley, because then you could have been like, "He's gonna run, guys. Yeah, he's gonna sure. run. He's gonna yeah, run. you could have named so many guys, like Daniel Jones. Like, he's gonna run. Oh, so many eyebrows. No, I would. I would have barked on Dan. All right, the well, robe comes off and the heat comes out for Danny Carter, starting Matt Ryan over to Yeah, so that was, a, that was a clip from the, uh, the Road World football show, which is available wherever you get podcasts. I think the audio is probably better than what you may have heard there. Um, uh, and we just, on, a, on behalf of everyone here at the Fantasy Football Happy Hour, we'd like to just thank Denny Carter for his service. It was great working with you. <laughs> I know you'll crush wherever it is you go yeah. next. You know, like you, you had a great run here, and, uh, and we love you and we, and we miss you. I, I'm sorry. I'm told that he, as of now, he still has his job. I'm sorry. I, I thought the Matt Ryan take there would um, would have done him in, but apparently not. Um, no, like he's not crazy, crazy. No, you know no. what I mean? He's just slightly crazy. Yeah. I, I I would not go so far as to bench Tua for. Um, uh, I have concerns about Tua this week, but I'm not I'm not benching a guy that can throw short passes to Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill to um, you know, and then they can run 70 yards. I'm not benching that guy for Matt Ryan. But I do understand his premise, and I somewhat agree with it, that is that, again, if you're in a real bind, by the way, if you have Tua, you're not in a bind, but if you're in a real bind, i.e., I lost Kyler Murray and I was planning on Mike White being my starter, then I think you could talk yourself into Matt Ryan sure. as being usable. Semi-crazy, but don't send Denny Carter to the asylum yet. Let's talk about Juju. Well, not for that. 
No. There's a lot of reasons. Send him to the asylum for his robe collection. Thank you. Which he claims are not robes, but they yeah. are robes. By the way, he was in his pajamas there. I don't yeah. know if that was some sort of like, you know, lumberjack pajamas. Oh, boy. All right, let's talk about Juju Smith-Schuster, who was kind of written off, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, 11 targets, 74 yards, 9 receptions, and a touchdown against the Broncos. Are you buying Juju Smith-Schuster uh, against the Texans? Uh, I am. Uh, you know, I mean, listen, uh, the positives are last week, right, 9 for 74 and a touchdown, you know, Look, the touchdown was sort of a fluky play that, you know, Mahomes kind of ran around and ultimately found him in the back of the end zone. It wasn't exactly a designed play, but here's what's positive. On the year, he's got 13 red zone targets. That is 12th best in the NFL. And so against the Texans, where they are two touchdown favorites, <laughs> yes, it is, it is Chiefs minus 14. I get it that the, the Texans have been better against the pass than the run, and I think that's really just a faction of teams don't need to blow <laughs> yeah. against them. Exactly. Because they can run so effectively here. But they're still going to throw some. Juju comes in at wide receiver 24 because I don't think he's going to get the volume he needs because they're just going to be up by so much. Although, hey, Texas did play the Cowboys uh, tough yeah. last week. Yeah. So, so you never know. Um, he's my wide receiver 24. I think if you've been rolling with Juju, I think you can continue to do so. Yes. Yep. A guy who doesn't really need volume to produce of late has been Christian Watson because he scores touchdowns every week. Are you starting him against the Rams? A thousand percent. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Right? So, like, look, like what you can do is you can say, like, hey, guy's got, you know, 24% target share since week 10. Great. He's had 48, uh, 48% of those targets have come on deep passes. And since week 10, the Rams are allowing the third highest catch rate on deep passes. I got stats. All the touchdowns. Blah, 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 blah. Christian Watson's good. Blah, 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 blah. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's the only fact you need to know. The only stat you need to know. The only stat America needs to know. I am playing against Christian Watson this week. <laughs> Remember the, the Dynasty League playoff? The two-week Dynasty League Yeah, stupid ad. Yeah. Remember the Dynasty League playoff? Um, that uh, that I'm playing in, where I lost Kyler Murray and yeah. the guy started stupid Evan Ingram against yeah, yeah. me. Well, on yeah, exactly. Well, he's also got Christian Watson. Yeah. So I guarantee you he's going off. <laughs> yeah. Christian Watson's going to have the game of his life because he's playing against me. Three that tutties. is true. That is fact. That is proven. That is science. That is cannot be disputed evidence. Yes. So, yes, I am absolutely starting Christian Watson. He will have a monster game. I also like the fact, like, again, primetime game at Lambeau. Rodgers always shows up for big games at home in primetime. They've had two weeks to prepare and get Watson even more. Romeo Dobbs will be back here, uh, obviously, and Alan Lazard as well. But Watson has just proven to be that guy. Yep. He's, he's earned the trust of Rodgers, and I think over the, over the bye, they probably you know, connected even more. Okay. In that game, less exciting name. One of the least exciting names in football is Cam Akers. Yeah. But he has been getting workload. He has been getting in the end zone. That was a little bit questionable. The one uh, against the Raiders. Are you starting him against the Packers' run defense that has been bad all year? Yeah. I mean, that's the... So... He scored in back-to-back games, and to your point about the Packers, right? I mean, they're the bottom two. They're the 31st worst run defense. Like, they're a bottom two run defense over the last month. They've been brutal. Um, I just don't think Cam Akers any good. <laughs> no, he's not. He's, th- he's been better the past month. Yeah. He's looked the healthiest he has, but he's still not very good. You just don't see any explosiveness there. You know what no. I mean? Like, it's volume-based. And so, in a game in which the Rams are actually a touchdown underdog yeah. to the Packers... He is a low-end touchdown defendant flex, is what Cam Akers is to me. And I will say that in an ideal world, you're not starting him. Yep. So, I mean, I'm at running back 30. So you'd have to be, you'd have to be pretty down uh, far on the list to, to start him. He is a desperation play. Again, my running back 30, I think he's got a shot to get into the end zone here. But I just, 
yeah, I just don't think he looks very good. Yes. And I know the matchup is juicy, but I think they're going to have to be throwing because I think they're going to be down in this game. Yep. I would say I Cam like Akers. the Packers in this game. I do, you know. Yep, I like him as well. I think Cam Akers is kind of a, a poor man's Latavius Murray. Is that fair? Yeah. And he's the next name on our list. Yeah, and by the way, but, you know, I'm more in on Latavius Murray bitches because I think there will be volume there. I think he's also just better. I know. I mean, like, it's crazy to think about that, right? But, um, like, he's played, I mean, last week, he played 82% of the snaps, right? He's played over 50% of the snaps in three straight, and now with Mike Boone on IR and he's done, like it's Latavius Murray or Marlon Mack. Oh, you no. know, right, oh, uh, no. Marlon Mack. And for, for those of you at home playing where in the world is Marlon Mack, because yeah. every week it changes, <laughs> yeah. turns out he's in Denver these days. Yeah. So he's in Denver and he's the other guy. And so, again, he played over 80% of the snaps. My expectation here is that he will do the same. He's playing at home against Arizona. We don't know yet if it will be Russell Wilson or Brett Rippon under center for the Broncos. Wilson returned in a limited fashion yesterday but has not yet been cleared from the concussion protocol. So either way, whoever the quarterback for the Broncos actually, I actually think they want to go somewhat run heavy. Who has a better chance at scoring a touchdown, Latavius Murray or Cam Akers? I actually would argue Latavius Murray. I'd agree. And so, yeah, I mean, Murray, who is my running back 21, I'm starting him. I mean, you, you know, like, again, yeah, we talked about it, the, the league that, uh, that I benched Kittle in. Yeah. I benched him because I, I thought Latavius Murray would have – Latavius Murray was, always, was, was the no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm locked in on Latavius Murray right. just because of the volume and it's a decent matchup. And I was debating between, you know, Ken Walker and George Kittle, and I, and I chose wrong. Latavius Murray is the primary identity of an NFL offense in uh, 2022. They I mean, played, uh, as we often talk about, yeah. they paid what Russell a, Wilson a quarter of a billion dollars to uh, let Latavius Murray cook, yeah. basically. Let's, what a world we live in. But, yeah, I mean, just – He's fine as a running back, and he's getting volume in a good matchup. Yep. That's the art. So, yes, I'm in on Latavius Murray. He's my running back 21. I'm starting him this week. Another volume guy, not as good of a matchup, but Najee Harris playing the Carolina Panthers, the rejuvenated Carolina Panthers. They might be the best team in the NFC South, and their defense, since that disaster against Cincinnati, has gotten a lot better. So, right, they're a, um, uh, they're a top 10 run defense over the last four weeks, the Carolina Panthers are. And get this, they're favored. They're three-point favorites in this game. Believe it. Keep but, pounding, Matthew. Uh, keep pounding as well. And by the way, uh, got an alert from the uh, Fantasy Life app um, uh, about, uh, about this as well, which is, um, I'm going to pull it up so I quote it directly. I want to be very clear. This is from uh, Dale Lolly, who uh, covers the team, does a great job covering the Steelers uh, at Steelers.com. Uh, anyway, he tweets out, Tomlin said the team will announce who will start a quarterback on Saturday. <laughs> Not exactly a vote of confidence for Mitchell Trubisky. It might like be it. the Mason Rudolph show. Whoever it is, whether it's Mitchell Trubisky who barely beats out Mason Rudolph. Like, you know, the Tomlin didn't even just come out and say, like, it's Mitch, guys. We're, we're going with Mitch. Like, he was just like, oh, we're going to announce it on Saturday. I, I mean, I guess a little bit of gamesmanship. Ha, 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 Steve Wilkes. Try to figure out who, how to prepare for Mitch Trubisky versus Mason Rudolph. He's just be like, I don't know, I'm just going to play defense because <laughs> yeah. they both suck. Yeah. You know, I mean, who knows? Maybe Kenny Pickett gets back. I, I mean, I don't know. Whoever is starting at quarterback, I think he's, they're going to hand off to Najee Harris quite a bit. So my argument on Harris really is just volumes, right? In the last five games, he's got 89 carries, right? He's eclipsed 85 yards in three of them. He's had four touchdowns in the last three games there. That's what you're really hoping for. You're hoping he, you're hoping he falls in the end zone. You're hoping he gets some passing game involvement, which I think actually if Mason Rudolph starts, I think Mason Rudolph actually is uh, dumps off a little bit more than the other guys. So, look, it's 
He's running back 20 for me, so he's sort of a borderline play this week. But yes, I think I think volume gets him there. Yep. Like I, I don't. You named he, the touchdown. He's he yes, but he's much he's. I don't think there's a lot of upside with Najee Harris. I think he's much more of a floor play than an upside play. But I do think he gets you 10 to 12 points, and you hope for a touchdown. Yep. Hasn't been getting the receiving work, Najee Harris. No, That's I know. The so I'm hoping he. I'm hoping that if Mason Rudolph's under center and there's a you know there's more of a, a pass rush here that maybe it, he gets involved a little bit more in the passing game. Yep. All right, we're going to go to break. Yeah. When we come back, what's on tap? Talk about Justin Fields, whether he continue his amazing fantasy season. My cat Rachel is the silliest cat I know. One time, she played inside a paper bag for three hours. What a mystery. But I'm glad her health isn't. Thanks to the color-changing litter from Fresh Step Crystal's health monitoring litter. This premium color-changing litter has pH-activated crystals that can help me detect potential illness early. That makes it easy for me to stay on top of her health and well-being. I may not understand all of Rachel's silly quirks, but I can keep up with the important things. Find Fresh Step Crystals Health Monitoring Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. I'm excited. I mean, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm excited to see what we can do as a team, you know, with these guys, because like you said, you know, they're labeled as one of the best teams in the league. So, you know, any, you know, chance you get to go up against a team like this, the Buffalo Bills next week, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome just to see what we can do now. And then, of course, uh, you know, just, just, just to see where we are uh, right now. And of course, we're going to go in there, you know, swinging. So uh, they know that. They know that, you know, we're not just going to lay down let them do that so uh they're gonna have to face us but um yeah i mean i'm excited to see what we can do what our offense can do and you know how we stack up that was justin fields kevin durant backpack look his press conference amazing season for justin fields and he's got a tough matchup against philadelphia but i think he's just matchup proof and you're starting justin fields like if you have a decision between Justin Fields and Tua Tagovailoa. I think some people would have drafted both of those guys. I'd certainly be leaning Fields, and uh, there's not too many guys I'd want to start over. Yeah, he's my quarterback six this week. He's had six straight games with 60 rushing yards, at least 60 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. Like, it's one of those things that you sort of feel like, well, that's got to be unsustainable. And then you watch him play, and you're like, not not with that guy. Sustainable. It's sustainable. I mean, that guy is legit. Again, seven straight with 60 rushing yards, six straight with 60 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Philadelphia actually bottom 12 for as great as their Eagles defense is, and there's a lot of stats that show you how good they are. As great as they are, they're actually bottom 12 in the NFL against quarterbacks rushing yards. They're top 12 in terms of most rushing yards allowed to opposing quarterbacks here. They're obviously going to prepare for this, but I don't know how you prepare for a guy that just improvises the way Justin Fields does. 
They're nine-point favorites, the Eagles are. So you figure game script actually favors fields. They're going to be throwing and, you know, kind of in desperation mode. And so, yeah, I, if you're in the playoffs and Justin Fields is on your team, you're probably in the playoffs because of Justin Fields. Yeah. And I think you're starting him. I think so, too. I think that game might be a bit closer than people anticipate as well. The Eagles maybe looking ahead to that Dallas matchup the week after. And by the way, it's a weird one. Even in games and even in years in which the Bears are crappy, t- like late, late season games in Soldier Field, yeah. it's tough. Like December so games in Soldier cold. Field, it's exactly. Like it's just the Bears are tough at home, even in games and even in years in which they suck. They, they always like, they, I feel like, especially in like late November, December's, right? You know, I mean, like, right. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I they like beat, the Didn't they beat the 49ers this year? Beat the 49ers in week one. Yeah, like eight-point underdog. Right, right, in that, in that rain the game. Monsoon. Again, it's just weird, that monsoon, right? Just yeah. weird stuff happens in Soldier Field sometimes. Again, right, should be freezing cold. They might be taking it a little bit for granted. I, Fields is a top-six play for me this week. Yep. David Montgomery getting hey a lot of love from Matthew Berry. He's RB13 in your ranks. Why so bullish on David Montgomery? Well, first off, it's volume, right? For the last three games, he's had at least 18 touches. He's played 75% of the Bears running back snaps in two of the last three as well. No Khalil Herbert. He's not expected back until next week. So Dave Montgomery should get the majority of work in this game. And we know, we've talked about this, the Eagles struggle against the run. Now, they've gotten better recently. Jordan Davis has come back. We've seen some signs of life from Indomitian and Sue. And, but still, like, it's not like an elite run defense. Like, it's just gotten better. It just hasn't been horrific lately. And so Montgomery, based on the volume, do I think he gets into the end zone? I do. They use him somewhat uh, in, the, in the passing game as well. Right? He's had 29 red zone touches this year, that is 16th among running backs. Like, they use them when they get close to. And the other thing is, is that because of the mobility of Justin Fields, what you often have to do when, when teams face mobile quarterbacks like that, you have to keep a spy on them. And so that usually opens up running lanes for uh, running backs as well, right? So we always like running backs on teams with really mobile quarterbacks because, again, just you got to keep a linebacker spy on the, on the quarterback. And if you, if you do RPO correctly, then that can open up some stuff. Yep. Let's jump to one of the Saturday games, the first one, Colts at Vikings. The yes. line here is only three and a half, which I think surprises some people. That uh, Vegas hates the Vikings. They, Vegas does hate the Vikings. Yep. The, Vikings are, the Vikings are thought of in the same tier of team as like the Commanders. Like I don't think Vegas differentiates between those teams much at all. Same caliber of team. And the Commanders are fine. Yeah. But they're both like the 16th, 17th best team in the NFL. Right. That type of range. Maybe, maybe. Maybe Vegas said, you know what? Oh, my God. We just realized this. But Jeff Saturday is coaching on a Saturday. Yeah, he can't go against that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, science. He's got his one Sunday win. Yeah. No, he didn't do well on Monday. No, he was no, not no. Jeff but Monday. now he's back on Saturday. Yeah, like, this is his Saturday. day. Yeah. This is his day. Could be his day. Could be Jonathan Taylor's day. Jonathan Taylor and Dalvin Cook, both running backs in this matchup. Right. They've both been overshadowed this year. Dalvin Cook by Justin Jefferson. Jonathan Taylor by kind of the world, everything. Everything's overshadowed Jonathan Taylor. What do you think of these two running backs? Jonathan Taylor's going to have a monster game, right? I mean, like, first off, just obviously volume, right? At least 20 carries in the last four games. It's a good matchup with Minnesota that's allowed, um, uh, you know, that's really struggled recently against the run. They're, you know, they're in the bottom half of the NFL in terms of a run defense over the last four weeks. If you can get Jonathan Taylor involved in the passing game, that's even more beneficial as the Vikings have allowed the fifth most catches in yards receiving to opposing running backs as well. So Taylor, who's gotten in the end zone in three of the last four, and most importantly, I'm facing him in two different playoff <laughs> games this week, so you know he is going off. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor's my running back too. He's going to have a monster game. Yep. He's gotten those 20 carries or more, four monster weeks game. straight, coming off the bias monster well, game. ankle. Yeah, he's going to. He's, he's going to a huge. 
the game in which I, I benched Kittle for Ken Walker, the team I'm playing, they have Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stupid Ed might have him too. I don't know. How are we feeling about Dalvin Cook on the other side? Has been an okay year for Dalvin Cook. It's been fine, but he hasn't exploded into the top two, three running back. That he hasn't, but he scored, he scored in two straight. You know, is a guy who's top five in the NFL in terms of red zone touches. And I know the Colts are... Um, they have a, a reputation of being good against the run. Yeah. But would you believe, like, uh, since week 11, they are 29th in the NFL in terms of most rushing yards allowed. Well, Zeke uh, and Pollard put a big dent into that. A thousand percent, right? In fact, each of the last two games, the Colts have given up over 170 rushing yards to their opponents, to your point. Yes, Zeke and Pollard look absolutely awesome as well. And so, uh, Dalvin Cook, I think, I don't know how you're not starting him. He's been running back eight this week. So, still a top, you know, lower in the top ten, but... Still an RB1. Yep. All right, Matthew, let's do it. Let's talk about Alvin Kamara. I, got to talk I, about was, Alvin told, Kamara. I was told we wouldn't have to. <laughs> we have to talk about well, Alvin I, Kamara. I apologize because I'm, no one, I'm not playing against Kamara in any of my playoff games. Yeah. So it's, Can't trigger him into no, a, no, no, no. six-touchdown Christmas performance like against the Vikings. I'm, I'm nervous about him, right? I mean, Falcons actually, for all the, the struggles the Falcons have had defensively, they're pretty good against the run um, overall, right? I mean, they, they are, they're pretty good in establishing the run. This is what I meant to say. Apologies. They're pretty good at running the ball, and so I think you have um, a slow pace of play game, especially in Desmond Ritter's first start. I think they're going to want to go really run heavy in this particular game, and so the game slows down a little bit as well. So Alvin Kamara, who has under 100 yards from scrimmage in five straight games, he scored three total touchdowns all year long, and that all came in one game. Yeah. Like he's allergic to the end zone. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, and so you're nervous about this. Now, we expect the workload to increase because no Mark Ingram, right? The, you know, Benjamin just got there. My expectation here is that they would use Alvin Kamara more, but also, they, you know, they're getting close and they do dumb stuff like, hey, here comes Taysom Hill on a wildcat. He's going to keep it. And you're just – anyway, he's my running back 17. I, I don't know what to do with Alvin Kamara, honestly. I mean, like, listen, I'm a starter. I'm a running back 17. I guess but it's just like he's – it's in theory a good matchup just because – they are bat- they're a bottom eight run defense so far in the year, so you can, in theory, run against them. Um, but, but again, like, I don't know how many possessions they're gonna, the Saints are going to have because I do think the, the Falcons do a good job here in, in sort of controlling the clock. Um, they haven't used Kamara in the passing game nearly as much as you would like them to recently. It's just it's, it's weird, it's, it's dude. It's very strange. You know, know Benjamin just, about? No. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just it's weird, right? I mean, like, I don't – it's mind-boggling uh, to me, the, the entire offense. So um, what you're banking on with Kamara is you're banking on usage and you're banking on sort of like just pure talent of his, that he has the ability to break one the, at any point. The thing with Kamara the whole time, which has made it so strange, is he looks fine. Yeah. He looks healthy. So you figure that just one of these weeks it's going to happen. And it does feel like, isn't he the exact type of guy who just randomly wins you a league? Like he'll just come out and have three touchdowns. Yeah, a couple of years ago he had the six-touchdown yeah. game. Yeah. Like, I mean, just, out of the, you know, just single-handedly just blew people out of there. I, again, the third touchdown game. Uh, that he had, whatever, early in the season. Like, yeah. again, he would been bad, 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 and then all of a sudden, and people were like, oh, what happened? And then he, you know, he I exploded. Think, I think this might be the week. Let's talk about a couple of All right, of there you go. Start Alvin Kamara per Jay Croucher. Yeah, put my Let's, name I mean, I'm going to start her as running back 17, but you're, there's certainly upside there. There's Huge more upside, upside with, with Kamara than you see normally in running back 17. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about a couple of first-round pick wide receivers. So with Chris Olave. Leads all rookie wide receivers in receiving yards. Hasn't been that inspiring of late from Olave. Didn't do too much last game. But how are you feeling about him against the Falcons? Yeah, I'm, I'm just – look, I'm as a top 20 play. I'm literally at wide receiver 20. I think with Olave, you're just sort of banking on um, his talent, you know, and just – and volume of, of looks from Andy Dalton. Like, I, I mean, 
Say this for the Red Rifle. He is not scared to just launch it to Cal, you know, Olave's down there somewhere. Screw it. And I'm, he's just, he just chucks it up there. You know, there's a floor with Olave who's had at least 60 receiving yards in eight of 12 games this year. To me, he's just, he's too talented for me to bench. And I get it. It's not the best matchup. Atlanta is better against the pass than they are against the run. I think part of that is because teams have run successfully against them. But, yeah. All right. Let's quickly hit on Drake London, who came out of nowhere against the Steelers. 12 targets, 6 receptions for 95 yards. Any confidence starting him against the Saints? No. I, I mean, he, look, if you want stats to talk you up into it, right, 5 for 74 the first time he played the Saints, uh, to your point, you know, had a good game last week, had 12 targets, as you mentioned, had a season high in yards last week. But it's Desmond Ritter. It's Desmond Ritter's first start. I, who knows, man? And they, they want to go run heavy here correctly. You know, Marshawn Lattimore is expected to play in this game. My expectation here is that London will see a decent amount of Lattimore. I just know. He's been too inconsistent this year for me to risk a playoff matchup on Drake London. Yep, I'm with you there. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, weekend winners. Okay. All right, be sure to check out our Sunday show, Fantasy Football Pregame, at 11 a.m. live on Peacock. 12 p.m. we go to CNBC. It's a one-stop shop for your NFL well, fantasy and betting needs. We're, we simulcast on CNBC. It doesn't mean we don't switch. You, if you watch us on Peacock, you can be able yep, to watch the entire show. All the way but we through. also get simulcast the second hour on CNBC. So if you, if you don't want to bother to find Peacock, and everyone has access to Peacock, just download the app. And it's also free, by the way. It's, you know, it's free. There's an ad-supported version of Peacock. So you can download the Peacock app. You can watch our show. Um, it's also available on most, uh, you know, on most cable systems. But either way, if, for, if you're too lazy to do that, then you have cable CNBC from noon to one All right. on Sunday. It is last call. It's last call. Weekend winners. My weekend winner. First of all, weekend winner, Brian Rubin. Last show. We wish you all the best going forward, Brian. You're the man. My next weekend winner is not as inspiring as Brian Rubin. It's Dennis Allen. Okay. I think the Saints are going to cover three and a half at home to the Atlanta Falcons. I believe in that Saints defense. They kept the Niners to 13 points when Jimmy Garoppolo was still the quarterback. Desmond Ritter is going into a tough environment. Saints playing for pride. I think that they will handle Desmond Ritter and easily cover three and a half. And we get to say good things about Dennis Allen and the Saints. So basically the first time all year. Yeah. So, yeah, my weekend winner, I'm going to say the Commanders. Like, you know, I, I, yeah, screw it. Whatever. I'm a homer. What do oh. I care? Everyone knows that. I think they beat the Giants. All right, I think great. they beat the Giants on Sunday night. Uh, I think Chase Young comes back. I think Taylor Heineke makes two boneheaded plays, you know, that drive me crazy. But at the end of the day, I think they beat the Giants. Uh, but yes, you stole my weekend winner ultimately, which is our producer, Brian Rubin, who is an incredibly good sport. Um, we have a lot of fun with him, but I worked with Brian at ESPN on my old show, uh, and then he left us to go to NBC, and we really missed him. And so now for the second time in a row, B. Rubes is leaving me. I love B. Rubes. Uh, he is going to a great job at the NHL. Uh, he's a crazy hockey fan, so we couldn't deny it. Uh, but we love him. We miss him. He's still in all of our fantasy leagues. Um, so, uh, Brian Rubin, on behalf of everyone at Fantasy Football Happy Hour and Fantasy Football Pregame, we love you. We will miss you. Good luck at the NHL. And for Jay and I, we will see everyone else Sunday morning for Fantasy Football Pregame. That is today's show. Good luck in Week 15. Peace out. My cat, Rachel, is the silliest cat I know. One time, she played inside a paper bag for three hours. What a mystery. But I'm glad her health isn't. Thanks to the color-changing litter from Fresh Step Crystal's health monitoring litter. 
This premium color-changing litter has pH-activated crystals that can help me detect potential illness early. That makes it easy for me to stay on top of her health and well-being. I may not understand all of Rachel's silly quirks, but I can keep up with the important things. Find Fresh Step Crystals Health Monitoring Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.